0: Yes, the following podcast is actually one of the better ones we've done in a while. We're helping two close friends of Batuta launch a new podcast. I'm about to introduce them. I'm going to say this will be premier go-to for rugby league analysis and other musings of the world. This is, uh, yes, Willie Mason and Justin Horro, also known as Scope. Today they're launching their new podcast, Levels. Levels. <music> You're listening to Errol Parker and Clancy Overall, editors of the Batuta Advocate, on Desert Rock FM. Well, 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 well. Welcome back to the Batuta Advocate Radio Show. Round one of the NRL is upon us. We're very excited. Big things happening this year. There's a lot going on actually in the NRL. And as we were just saying off air, not many scandals, which is refreshing. Not many scandals we know about. No, no, no. They'll come out later. They'll come out in the finals, I reckon. They're probably you know holding on to the scandals, but you know today's. Today's two guests are very storied in their respective careers, both on the field, off the field, and they can talk to all these things. They can talk to NRL, they can talk to... I think they're some of the great analysis providers of this game. And, you know, probably some of the great scandals kind of shared (laughs) between two of these blokes. But, you know, aside from that, aside from the on-field, off-field scandals that we usually get around this time of the year, there's players' strikes, there's a new team coming into the competition in the shape of... The Dolphins, you know, named after the geographical location of the... <laughs> <laughs> the Dolphins, based in dolphin. yeah, north northish uh, Queensland, Brisbane area, Sunshine Coast. They're keeping it vague. I can see why. One thing I did learn is that the Dolphins have more members than the Bronx.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's what they're going to try and do with yeah. the future members as well. Just anyone who doesn't like the Bronx in Queensland, come yeah. on over to the Dolphins.
0: It's a funny stat because... Yes, the Dolphins probably have on paper more members than the Brisbane Broncos, but it's also Is that true? Yeah, well Redcliffe is a retirement village, oh, so yeah, we're talking yeah. counter meals, yeah, you know okay. what I mean? We're talking <laughs> okay. We're talking old codgers coming in for karaoke, they're members yeah. of the club. Free buses so. around yeah, the place. Yeah. But um, you know, speaking of counter meals, poker machines, these guys know it all and uh, I have to say they've um, you know, scope mace You've made for some incredible football over the years. We've enjoyed watching you play, and I've actually enjoyed watching you guys pivot into podcasting. I do think there's a rawness with you guys. I, I don't know if it's because what you're getting on the on the on the TV and you know the traditional kind of NRL coverage commentary punditry is kind of I think
2: guarded a bit. What do you guys think it is? Why have you guys popped off the way you have? Um, I think it's it's very organic. And it's authentic, I suppose. I don't think it's... uh, You know, when you see some blokes doing podcasts, it looks a little bit too pushed. And it's like, it's not fucking that... It's Mm. not that real. It's it's a little bit of bullshit to it. It's forced. I'm like... Hoz and I have known each other for like 10 years. Yeah. I think I'm about 10 years older than you. But we sort of... We're hanging out together. Our our mindset's the same when it comes to rugby league. Same sort of humour and all that kind of stuff. Mm. I end up playing with Hoz at the back end of my career like 2015, but he was always around the sort of like he was about ten years younger than me, so he was always around the sort of scene. We were always mucking around, taking the piss out of everything. Same sort of mindset and jokes and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And um it sort of just went straight onto onto camera and onto podcast. So mm-hmm. it would just seemed really organic. We don't we don't sit in there and edit anything. No. It's fucking one take and <laughs> I'm out. There's no there is no bullshit. It is what it is. What you see, what I said. <laughs> It is what it is and then you, we just get out and obviously people like that rawness and like the way that we analyse games and the synergy between me and Hoz it's a real thing it's not It's not manufactured or anything like that and he's, he's a smart cat you know what I mean he knows he's been around the game so we're probably at two ends just saying our career he always says that like he's on that you know, like battling sort of bloke and I was at the other end Mm -hmm. where we can both give that perspective. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very, very powerful when you just, if you're that young kid listening or if you're that superstar listening or in the middle, you know, aspiring sort of rugby league player. It's just like we just sort of give insight and we break the game down. as like how we see it. Pre and post smartphones?
0: Pre and post? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. back end was. So Willie had it easier.
3: Back. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I was 28 when the phones come through, so I was already set. My mind was already made up on shit, so uh, it was a bit different. And then by the end of it, when I retired, it was like 2016, so I was like pretty much wasn't as hectic as it is now. Yeah, like with social media, even they we're talking six years ago, yeah, seven yeah. years ago. It's yeah. fucking changed. Everything has gone has really amplified um, over the last couple of years. So. What you said before is interesting, two
0: different spectrums. You know, you you, you were a journeyman horror. Yeah, You were a journeyman Willie, you were I mean you you moved around a bit as well, but yeah. you always you always had all eyes on you. Do you think this is an interesting uh, metaphor for what's happening with the with the pay dispute now? Because you know, the old heads, the guys who are on a bunch of money and I and I wish we saw this in more codes, are kind of sticking up for the young fellas coming through that might not be on that kind of coin. Is that is that Yeah,
2: I think and yeah, if you understand, just say when when I was playing we were always like that. I yeah. was I was always one of the at the top of the of the payment sort of thing. Yeah. You know, I didn't really have to worry about it, but I was always concerned about the guys, a couple of my best mates, doing exactly the same work. Like it was minimum wage back then was thirty two thousand dollars. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like I'll and put these you guys, on that. these guys were like had another job. This is like two thousand five, two thousand six. You know, guys, I look, I, I use like Brad Moran, Moz, ended up playing seventy something games, but he just toiled and toiled. He was doing the exact same pre seasons as me doing exact same commitments off the field, on the field. Obviously, like, on the field, was a bit different, right? But he was doing the exact same thing. And yeah. that's why we all the guys who were getting paid the most money were always fighting for the guys yep. that are bleeding with you yep. week in, week out, like, to up that low, you know, like, the the mandatory rate. I think it's 120000 now, which yeah. it should have been, like, 10 years ago. It's yeah, yeah, so, like yeah. the game wasn't earning that much money. Yeah. It was still earning that money. We knew it, it just wasn't open. And, they were, you know, there were so many other little facets of, like, it wasn't under one umbrella. It was the ARL, the NRL, the New South Wales Rugby League, QRL. Everyone's eating off the same pie. That's why they're trying to really get it under just one thing, Peter Villandi's NRL,
3: you know what I mean? So well, the year it, I went to the grand final, I was on 50K and yeah. 3K matches in 2013. <laughs> That's some bush <laughs> so league shit. That was uh, – really, I played, it, I played yeah. every game but one game that yeah. year, so that was fun. To build it up, I was on BetterCoin the year before, yeah. went through, got – Punted from Parramatta, yeah. but I had to grind through. But yeah, there's so with me and the reason and you're going back to what you said before. The reason me and Mace connect is we always got along no matter what. Like, yeah. I was on fifty k, Mace, yeah. Mace is on much more than that, yeah. maybe ten times. Well, it's good to
0: see that relationship, you know, uh, you know, in the flesh. It is good to see that because people think it's it's great. People would look at something like the UFC, right, where Conor McGregor gets to the point where he could actually has the clout to actually. Fight for you mm. know the rest of the comp. You could actually say you know what I'm not fighting until everyone else gets paid. In the USC, it's a bit different because you get your own interest. You've got your yeah. whiskey or your whatever they're doing, so they kind of have to. They pad themselves out with their with their profile. Yeah, but it's not that easy in the NRL. It's you know, and and I think it's actually great to see this in the flesh. That you know, as you said, Will, you're always fighting the fight for anyone, whether they were one year in, ten years in, and Horah you. As you said, you, you're still
3: on match payments. Is, it, is that still happening in the game now? No. Um, there, there's a new system where they've got a training trial system. So, yeah. for instance, Josh Reynolds would have been on that at the Bulldogs. Yeah. But I think now minimum wage is, I think it's closer to about 150 180 yeah. now, Mace. Um, but, yeah, essentially it's the same thing. And it's like you, like you said before, the guy's up the top. I know a good mate of mine who's probably in the top 20 paid players in the NRL. When he's going through this now, I had a conversation with him about it. He goes realistically. If I retired tomorrow, I'd be set for a, you yeah. know pretty much life. If yeah. I made, did made the right decisions, like essentially, I, he doesn't need this CBA to go on any further and, and make. He's already made enough money off the game, yeah. but it's for the other guys. It's for the guys in my position and um, some of those other guys that that's going to be tougher on them if they have to get to the position where they're, they're potentially not playing, yeah. paying their are we- week to week. On yeah. rent or, or mortgages on Which is all relative to their playing ability, yeah. but also it's relative to what you know they've purchased. So it's what a, the it's
4: game's a making. Tough as little well. moment. Yeah.
3: It's what the game's made. It's all relative to what the game is
2: making. That's yeah. all they want is a fair slice of the pie. Yeah. It's like any sort of workplace. If yeah. like, if you're making a hundred million as a company and like your workers are getting what, five percent of the revenue? Yeah. It just doesn't it doesn't sit well. Yeah. And the problem with the NRL and the R L P A for the last you know, even when I was playing, it was just we weren't all in. Yeah as players we're like yeah you know like tony butterfield did a lot for us you know Mm -hmm. but like he was getting paid from the nrl so we're like well there's a bit of a fucking conflict of interest there so how's clint is clint still involved yeah Yeah, Nuno does a great job you know and since nudo's come on board a lot of these things have happened because he was a player because he went through the system and he understands like he went through the same sort of system as i did it was probably like five percent ten percent maybe 20 max that was with the rlpa Mm -hmm. because we're like What are you really going to do for us? The bigger, you know, like uh, until we're unified like it is now, then we'll start making moves. You know, like we we were saying some shit. I remember in 2006, I said, let's fucking strike Origin.
4: (laughs) 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 I (laughs) love it. You
2: know why it wasn't said like that? I did an interview and they're like, well, this is what the game, like just say they made 50 million out of the the revenue out of Origin. They make a shitload. That's, that's That's their baby. And I found out what sort of money they were making, and and I knew, and, and
0: they some they just, drunk corporates told yeah, Willie on yeah. the <laughs> piss,
2: <laughs> and they go, so All what? The and so what back and do you think we should do? Yeah, so what do you think we should do? And I said, well, if we're going to be united, we should strike Origin. That would be smart, and mm. then it would send a message to the NRL that the players are not here to be fucking stepped over. Yeah. And if we had done that in two thousand six. Wouldn't be doing this shit now, yeah. Because they're fucking willing to do that now because they're all unified. Yeah. But it went fucking pear shaped. I was like, well, he said strike origin. I'm like, oh fuck, I did say, it, but I didn't say it like that. And I'm like, then you got all the old heads up like, fucking playing the Asian fucking greedy prick. I'm like, all right, I'll cop that. But like, I said it at the gym, I said, fuck you, mate. I didn't say it like that. I was taking, I was taking the piss. Like, yeah, you know, what? we should strike origin. <laughs> that that would get there. That would get their attention, and it would show that we're unified. That was yeah. my narrative, but they just went fucking done. <laughs> Pete. you
0: imagine a scab origin? Like yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> Queensland <Samuel> might have lost. <laughs> that was my plan. That was my plan. It was 2006. I knew they had this dynasty coming. I'm trying to get rid of Greg Inglis.
1: <laughs> For someone who just uh, reads the Daily Telegraph in The Australian and uh, watches Channel 9, you. where are we at and thinks that the players are basically you're you're all, yeah yeah he thinks that all the players are all greedy dogs they're just trying to get as much money as they can out of yeah. the game the they best don't deserve it, best you is know. <laughs> come join us on a work site
0: then it's like yeah.
1: I'd make more money if I did you can
2: go to the mines play footy for Cessnock get three grand a game from Cessnock and 160 in the mines Yeah, yeah. it's fucking better than some of than are some these folks who are just and running your knees in and shoulders and will yeah. still yeah. work in so ten years that's the thing a lot of players were doing that about ten years ago they go going up the Newcastle comp the his cup getting paid a shitload playing for curry curry getting three grand a game 120 160 in the mines <laughs> fucking or you're not even on a top 30 roster and you can't even get a spot and you're playing Reggie's yeah, yeah. that's a <laughs> Yeah, you'd yeah. rather do that. Yeah. You know, yeah. like but these you know, if you do read the telegraph and you know, they're they're in cahoots with the fucking NRL. Yeah, 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 Of course they're gonna try and control the narrative and say you guys are greedy pigs and all this sort of stuff. As I said, it's all relative to how the game what the game is earning. Hmm. And the CBA is very important because they're talking about health insurance, they're talking about all these other things, they're trying hmm. to take care of the women's game. Yeah. There's a lot of shit going on. Yeah, it's yeah. not about the salary cap, it's about taking care of all the guys that have played before us, all the like as I said, like We get the same, just say Cameron Smith, perfect example, just played 17, 18 years nonstop and he just decides to retire in 2019 or 20, whatever it was. And a guy who's just played five years, he decides to retire, he gets the same medical as Cameron Smith. That's not fucking fair. You know what I mean? Like I put seventeen years in and a guy who put in two years, he gets exactly the same as me, yeah. Marco Mealy and all the and Greg Inglis and all these sort of guys, Sam Burgess. Your injuries don't start hitting you till you're about 40. Yep. I'm mm. 42 now. So like I don't remember the next two years after I retired. I was in Ibiza every fucking weekend. <laughs> I was in the south of France. I was around traveling because I was still in all right nick and I'm like, I'm fine, I don't need any operations. Oh fuck I do now. My yeah. oh, hips fucked. Or yeah. something like that. You know, like it happens yeah. like that when you're mm-hmm. in your forties. It doesn't happen, mm-hmm. you know, in your thirties. You still think you're fucking Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't happen. So like they're the things that they're fighting for. So yeah, when they do retire, we might we're not gonna get that. I understand that. But the next crop of players that are retiring in the next five to ten years, they will get that. Yeah. And they deserve that because that's what it's point. about,
1: isn't it? Because yes. the narrative is basically players are greedy; they want more money for themselves. Bullshit. But it's just a whole raft of different things that they're pushing for. Where are we at in leading into the season? Where are the negotiations you,
0: you at? Had are yeah, you, you had old mate, yeah. Uh, you had old mate from the RLPA on. Didn't yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. We had Tommy Tom Symonds, so the
3: next teammate of ours. Yeah. Um, look, by all, probably a couple of weeks ago, I would have said it was looking. I for, thought it was done. Look, it looking like we might not play. Mm. round one and they talked about striking the trials or whatever by the sounds of it like there seems to be good conversations happening behind closed doors I think they've even got to the point I think when Abday come out and said they're progressing because I know for a fact that it wasn't progressing it was going backwards (laughs) (laughs) so the fact yeah when Abday come out and said that Message the boys a little bit. Mm. It's definitely a lot better than what it was. Yep. Um, they got all the boys together. Um, we were lucky enough to go behind the scenes and just see how the RLP were working. And they got all the players together for a bit of a summit before the, about the week before the, the preseason trials. Got Dan Carter coming to speak to them about you know, what they've gone through with rugby union. So um, it was pretty cool to be a part of that in just a minuscule way. It's the CBA. Back to the CBA. Yeah.
2: That's all it's about. Yeah. It's all these yeah. little, intri- all the nuances, all the intri- intricacies that we don't know mm-hmm. about and the punters don't know about and they won't put it in the Telegraph and put it in Channel 9 yeah. what they actually want. Yeah. But it's all about the welfare of the players yeah. and the women's game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The women's game is very important to our game. So like, they're probably stalemated a fair bit because of the women's game. Yeah. Like, I think they have their salary, their minimum wage is going to go up 32 55 or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like that's... That's, big. B- that's better than us in 2004. <laughs> Put it that way. That's what I mean. Like, the girls need to understand that. Yeah. That's a big jump. And they deserve everything they get, but it takes a while. Yeah. Look how fucking well, long it's taken for us to get here. It's 2023. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're
2: just sort of, like, getting treated like we're, like, employees of the NRL. Yeah. And it's a fair sort of hit. You know, like, you're, you're getting treated like, yeah, well, we deserve this, this, and this. Because they weren't, pri- we weren't privy to their numbers. Yeah. You know what I mean? In the 90s and shit, the game was at its peak. Winfield yeah. Cup, all yeah. this. So they were fucking raking it in. Then that's why Super League hit. Yeah, yeah, You know what yeah. I mean? You guys will find out more, that, more more about that. But, like, that's the whole game. Yeah. And it's like, and now, it's like,
1: they're getting what they deserve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, particularly the women's game. It's crucial for them. Like, you have Millie Boyle, who's probably the best player in the game, sitting out of a World Cup because she goes, I've got other commitments, I've got other things I've it's got to work on. It's not worth their while. Yeah, it's not worth their yeah, while. There's the thing. calls as well and that for sucks. three. And that sucks. Yeah. To
2: put a to, to put anybody in that predicament where it's like, it's not worth me playing for my country and winning mm. the World Cup. What the fuck is happening? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, Millie's a legend. You know what I mean? Like, she's like and she's like a, a real integral part of the the, yeah. ca- the Kangaroos. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's willing to sit out and go, you know what? I'm probably going to be in the red after this.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you know? players came out and said as well, there's calls for three games in the Women's Origin Series. And some of them are saying, "Well, I can't take any more time off work. No. Yeah. Sorry, like yeah, I actually yeah. can't afford." Hence to Hence why are take they're going
2: to try. Why? Off. Why they're trying? Because we want three games for the women. They shouldn't yeah. play before every men's game. Yeah, you got you to understand. It's not. It's not like it was 10 or 15 years ago with the women's game. You go down it's fucking every single part. No. It's not exhibition. These no. girls, they can see a pathway to professionalism and winning World Cups, winning Origin. But winning Origin is three, yeah. right? It ain't just one. Yeah. So in their head, when they were growing up, they saw three games and they didn't get one game, yeah. and it sucks because it's not worth them taking time off work and all this kind of stuff. It's like it's not worth my while again. It's like, yeah. well, that's fucked. Yeah. You know. So that put it if they have the minimum wage at like thirty-two, that's fair enough, and you're going to earn money off the field and all this kind of stuff. It's yeah. like. You, then yeah. you're saying, well, you can sort of sacrifice your sort of job, kid, all this sort of stuff, like with in you know, a women's life. And the game lives. The game lives the when game they're paid to live. play. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. And 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 that's they're the things that they should be talking about. Yeah, but they won't. As I said, the NRL controlled the narrative. They're in cahoots with the Telegraph, Fox Sports, all this sort of shit. Kent is, you know what I mean? Kent Kent Paul Kent's Ken. <laughs> 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 just like no. Millie Boyle would bash Paul Kent.
3: Pump Paul <laughs> Kent. <laughs> Easy. PK a challenge. Love you, PK. Oh, you know, love you,
0: PK. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, had a, he's had a hell of a start to twenty twenty three season, old PK. Anyway, he's firing already. Is yeah. he doing?
2: <laughs> What's he saying? What's the oh, crazy saying? Hey, he, he, he
0: got into a Barney down there the other day yeah, at the KO right, launch. Yeah,
2: I read that on. <laughs> He's a, a fiery human <laughs> mate <laughs> old oh, PK He got a little man syndrome
3: He's
0: Fucking fiery
3: um, Oh bless him you that, I Love you PK You can always finish that love you PK Whenever we hammer in We always finish Love or you v- PK Or love you Volandis. Love, Volandis. love you Volandis love you PK Love you PK Anyone we rip We can just go We love, love him Love <laughs> Oh shit.
0: Now um, you guys have uh, You've got a great chemistry I want to talk Scope. Did you see yourself in media?
3: no not what at all what did you
0: see when you hung up the boots I mean I know no one really knows when they hang up the boots you probably hung up the boots you saw yourself doing another couple of years in Paris or something like that but when you really hung up the boots and you knew it was time what did you see yourself getting into
3: um, I was always having conversations with my uh, player management group about mm-hmm. getting involved in that so that was going to start off in like a scouting uh, format where yeah. I come back and did some work for Pacific Sports Management I actually did um dip my toes into that a little bit but then i ended up coming back and doing a podcast with ice from uh, yktr Mm -hmm. he was just starting the yktr sports thing and then he just sort of hit me up he goes why don't you uh i've got this thing i'm doing obviously i'd seen what yktr the brand the merchandise brand had done from from afar was overseas was always hanging out with those boys in the off season he goes look i'm going to start this sports media side of it Mm -hmm. um basically a few podcasts he was doing his podcast the ice project at the time he goes, why don't you give it a crack and get some guests on? So my first guess was Mace. So I got because
0: yeah. of your history, you played together. Yep. And yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yep. So we went back. So I'll tell you, <laughs> you'd you lived. T-
0: he'd, he'd lived uh, we just I'd, played
3: in the south of France. <clears throat> of course, we lived, left stuff to talk about. You would lived a three-hour train ride right from Barcelona <laughs> away together. Yeah. So I'll tell you where me. I'll tell you where me because Mace wouldn't wouldn't have known who I was when we first met each other. So this sort of like um, sums up Mace. About 2007, 2008, I was playing uh, under twenties. Hit the scene, going out, enjoying nightlife, just trying to sneak in wherever the first graders were. And I used to bump into Mason all the time. And he was, for whatever reason, he didn't know who I was, but he sort of looked at me, you know, six foot, six foot two, six foot three, probably just goes, he's probably a footy player, like a young yeah. footy player. And he always just had. Sit right under his wing. Yeah. And he always just have sit, sit on the corner of Sapphire. Shout out Shout to, out to out Sapphire. He'd have Ooh. 10 vodka Red Bull sitting there. One time I walked past him and he just goes, he eh, just gave me a drink. And I went, holy shit, that's really Mason, just gave me a drink. Anyway, fast forward to about three four years i end up playing with ready mature and willie tonga um become really good mates with them so obviously you know yeah. from their days at the dogs they started hanging out and then 15 manly. 15 manly, manly 16 over in france yep. and we've got plenty of stories from yeah, france God. and then yes yeah, so i come back and obviously mace being who mace is i thought was important like you know about to start my podcast i need a real big guest someone mm-hmm. who was um you know not only could bring that credibility but also spoke well and mm-hmm. was always going to speak his mind so Those are sort of the people that I've been attracted to. Those are the people I've wanted to work with. So when we started doing the actual sports show there and started talking footy, um, there was only one guy I wanted to do it with. So I hit Mace up. He was sort of doing his own thing. And then over time, it's just generated now into the, the last six months.
0: The reason why it has to happen is because you guys are actually, as I said before, you've got everyone glued to you. A lot of your predictions come true. I'm, not, I'm not, not going into that, you know, your tips or whatever like that. But you can actually, it's almost like the two of you working together with your two, you know, varying experiences in the game can kind of pick the trajectory of certain players or certain teams in, with, with proper yeah. insight. It's not just that busted journo,
2: like mm. punditry. What are your picks for this year? What are you feeling? Grand final. We'll start with that. Grand final. I think North Queensland and Sharks. I just, yeah, I just think what I, I saw the sharks and I'm like another year together under Fitzy. The preseason they would have had, they played against. We played against them last week. They were quite impressive, and I'm like Penrose on the. Not decline, but they'll come back to the pack. Yeah, you know the Roosters are sort of they're going up, but they no one's really like going. All right, mm. fucking Penrith, hit. Yeah, Penrith yeah, yeah. again. Yeah, you lose Kickout, you lose Appy. it's yeah. like that brings you back. They're two mm-hmm. of the best players in their positions in yeah. the world. So like you're losing just some average back roles. there. Yeah. So um, you know Taylor May out for the whole year ACL. Being yeah. a big part of them coming out of yardage and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And the Sharks, I'm like, look at that back five. Like Mulitalo, Katoa, Jesse Ramian, fucking um, Talakai. Talakai. Mm. The fullback, like it's a, was it's a he beast. was hitting his
0: traps last year. i like, exactly. like, you've got to
2: give him, you give him Paul like six, six games and stuff part. like that. He's a beast. <laughs> and then you got these back rows, you got your front rows. You've got a good mixture, good yeah. nine, good, good depth as well. I always look at the 22 players, not so just 17.
0: What are you feeling in the cows? I mean, the, I, I know they've got a lot of local boys.
2: I like what they're doing. Like mm. they were one playoff last year, making yeah. the grand final. Mm. They could easily be premiers this year. People yeah. don't understand that. A couple yeah. of plays in Parramatta, you know. Sean Lane hit some fire in that second half. They nullified him for that whole game. And mm. then next minute, bang, bang, they start going left.
4: Mm.
2: You know, I was like, fuck. And then the Cowboys sort of just capitulated. A yeah. couple of bad calls, forward passes, whatever the fuck it is. happens in rugby league. Like, they the not, Cowboys not, in the finals, yeah, that's what happened. They're, they're, happens. Not, they're yeah, not losing. They've had not, some bad beats, the They're boys. not really losing that much. They're losing Tommy... Is it Tommy Gilbert? Yeah,
4: yeah Tommy Gilbert. Gilbert yeah. And but he got...
2: Luciano, you there. You've got Cohen Hess, who really played good last year. you still got your front rows there. Mm-hmm. Tell Malolo, the halves, the centers. Like It's a fucking rock star yeah. team. All saying this under the, you know, hopefully they don't get injured and everyone yeah. plays yeah, their yeah. best form. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like If you put the 17 players, I'm saying, and they're all playing peak form, they had the great year,
1: They're the two teams that should be there at the end. Have they spent the entire preseason tackling in the Townsville heat like last year? Fucking hope they would have been. Tom Payton Payton
2: is 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 starting something special there, and they're coming through. Tommy did and Townsend sort of put the icing on the cake, and Mm. you know they've you know Val Holmes probably had his best year since he was at Cronulla for sure. Um, Their front rollers, like fucking who's the crazy. uh, Cotter. Cotter. Ruben Cotter. Cotter. <laughs> Cotter. You know what He's I mean? Like, and Jordan McClain probably had his best year. Yeah. You know, Tel Malolo had his best year. Yeah, so yeah. they all had best years last year. You yeah, know? They're so all, like, and they're all but polite it's hard, but it's northern hard, gentlemen. But it's hard to replicate that, right? Yeah, yeah. It's hard to get that shit again. So they'll be thinking, fuck, was that close.
1: Yeah. Hopefully not. Hopefully that, that'll drive yeah. them over the edge. Sharks, finish second. Bang, bang, out.
4: Yeah. Yeah. That Just might
1: drive them over the edge. Mm. On the Sharkies, is it true that 2023 has been the year they've circled – in the calendar for ages that they've been working towards 2023. Really? Someone was telling me that oh, really? 2023 is the year the sharks have looked at from the last three or four years as their development the and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, in terms of bringing all yeah. those guys across Fitzy. as well. Yeah, Fitzy, bringing Nico last year. Nico Hines that's is
3: impressive. Man. I, th- I think I, he's only going to get better. Yeah, I think um, rosters are obviously important. I'm a big believer in coaches. Like yep. the from my time in the game, yeah. building cultures. And if you look back at what The sharks are trying to build and what the cowboys are building up there in North Queensland reminds me a bit a bit like Penrith about two or three years ago. Yeah, yeah. Townsville, five years ago, yeah, they're a one team town up there in, in Townsville. All the reports out of Townsville is that Toddy Payton's a gun, yeah. he's not only uh. You know, he looks like.
0: You know what he looks like. He looks like an Eastern European warlord, <laughs> just sitting there chewing gum and <laughs> like in the something
2: I love the dragon, yeah. Yeah. big Rod Payton,
3: especially back in the day him. with his skinned white yeah. ties that he used to have <laughs> on. To coming, coming he's through quite, the
2: shorts. His quotes are best. I'm a front row and a bait. I'm yeah, a, I'm a
3: halfback in a front row. He was body. the OG <laughs> ball playing. He was front there. rower.
2: <laughs> He changed the game. The but yeah, I, th-
3: I, th- I think they're building something special up there in Townsville in so particular. Is, are they in your pick? What, what's your grand? Fight? I have got Cowboys and Roosters. Roosters, okay. Yeah.
0: Because I'm everything I'm hearing from you, Wendell, that they've circled off this year in Cronulla.
3: I'm hearing from the Rabbitohs.
0: This yeah. they're also talking I, about this
3: being the year. Oh, I reckon to what Mace is saying, not necessarily Penrith aren't the favourites. Mm everyone gives themselves a chance. Because Kickow yeah. and Uppy are bigger losses than what maybe fans realise. Yeah. But players within the game look mm. at them and go, holy shit, we never used to run at the left edge because Kikau was there. I was just going to bash him. If, if they got a quick play the ball close to the line, you had so much to worry about. Cleary, Luai, Uppy would do something to you around the ruck. Yeah. So now all the teams that have just been off the pace a little bit, whether it's the Cowboys, the Roosters, the Rabbitohs. and Mitch Kenny. Mm. Now, and now, now those players start to look around and go on. Penrith are beatable. Yeah. And I reckon this is probably the closest not, yeah. it's been in, in maybe yeah, three, three, or, four three or four years. They're just not invincible well, actually, in, in, anymore. Yeah. In a while, yeah. because how even the before that, fuck there was the Roosters, wasn't there?
2: So. Yeah. But yeah. how do you fuck with the Fisher-Harris, Leota, Appy, <laughs> Isaiah-Yo, Liam Martin, kick our forward pack? Mm. They'll fucking bash you however you want it. Like, I was looking at that and I'm really? like, they're all like top three in their position yeah. At, yeah. That, at that time. I'm like, you take two of the best of the, out of that pack, it'll bring them back down. Mm-hmm. It'll bring them back a little bit. Still, their culture's still great and the way they play, they're going to have so much more onus on Yo and, and Cleary and Luai, all their really key players. But to lose that nine, I've got a good mail from our coach. Like He's the fucking king. He's the general of that team. Happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Kick Owl was like easily the best back role for three years in so the world.
0: Willie, tell me this. Can you hear the drums of war beating in Belmore? I can, just slowly. It's, it's going to happen. It's, um,
3: He's trying to play it, yeah, play it down. He's trying just, to, every time we talk about the dogs, he tries to yeah. keep the dogs down because he wants to sneak up
2: on everyone. I just, yeah, I mean, they've, they've trained hard. Yeah. They've gone back to that. But at a measured way. You know, it's not the old school shit that we got. Not your cops. siege There's no mentality. Sports. There's not sports science. No no sports science. One trainer just flogging the hell out of you. It's all calculated very methodical, which is great. They're not but, redlining every yeah, time. They're not redlining. It's like very smart training. Travis Tumar has been a great buy. He was the S&C and high performance coach for the Roosters for like since 2008 all the way to uh, to 2020. So he's, he knows what he's doing there. Cam Serrato was impressive as as any coach that I've seen.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, so you've got a really good really good staff there but the players are really bought in. It took a while, I mean, it's a trust thing. You yeah. trust the staff, staff needs to trust the players. So like, about six or eight weeks there, it was just like, you know, give and take, give and take, two steps forward, three back, all that sort of shit. You know, and now it's like, you know, everyone seems to be on the same page. What we know a, where we're heading. We know where we're heading. You know what I mean? It's 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 just up to the players. It's a performance based sport, right? Yeah. You can have all the shit going off the field, you can be the best club, all the sponsors. They're all jumping on board because they see the same shit that people feel, yeah. that I'm feeling, yeah. you know, because they're they're trending up. Yep. So you know that with the bulldogs. You got the Arthur drums the, his the drums <laughs> the drums start fucking beating yeah. real loud. Yeah. Yeah. You start <laughs> you know, last year no one was watching training. No. Fucking, they've got like 500 kids in the stands. There. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Things yeah. like that, you can feel something changing. But as I said, it could go out the window this Saturday if we don't do the business against Manly. Yeah. It's going to be a fucking hard game. Round one, you can't pick anything. No, no. You can't pick that. You can't go definitively, you're going to go over to Manly in Bro- on Brookvale on a Saturday and pump them. Mm. It ain't that sort of league. You know? and it's it, You know what I mean? Like, And I take fucking trial form out. Get it lost. Doesn't mean I anything. do not give a shit because you're at about 85%. Just get through this fucking game, get me to round one. That's You don't care you're blowing your ACL round one, yeah. but you do want a fucking trial game. So you're gonna get everybody, everyone all in, you know what I mean? You know, especially for the Bulldogs and Manly as well. They, they trial great Manly, they'll be happy as hell. They always do. They always do, but it's like, you know what is who's your halfback, who's your fullback, <laughs> who's your nine? Yeah. In they're the all,
1: days that we're in now with sports science and everything down to a fine art, is there actually a need For trials. I know you need trials at a subbies level, you know, when you're trying to get some fitness up and and you're going through the motions. If you're talking to a
2: player like me, I didn't give a fuck about trials. Just get me around one. For years, six or seven years, I would have come back January 18th after (laughs) a kangaroo tour. Three weeks of training, fucking one half a game, and then in a trial game, which you had sort of had to play, it was up to us, yeah. and then go into round one and fucking kill everyone. It wasn't a big deal, <laughs> yeah. from what yeah. I from think from my level, was important. From yeah, <laughs> as, as I said, so my so my, my, so my, my conversation is: you've got other players who probably never ever like even trial in a first grade game in their whole career, yeah. so it's going to be a mm. career highlight for these kids. Mm-hmm. So I can see some of those kids at the Bulldogs. You're probably never going to play first grade. It's probably, probably mm. going to be your highlight. Is your trial against Sharks or You'll trial be sitting against in the park? 30 years Yeah, exactly, about it. because you probably know that you're not going to yeah. make that step. So it is in in, a, in that sort of way. Yeah. You know, these young kids who are playing reserve grade and everything like that, they need that sort of, you know what, you deserve to play a troll, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And then the second troll against the Sharks was like, fucking, that was a first grade game for about 30 minutes. It was NRL level because everyone started their starters, bought them all off, all that kind of stuff. But it's big for that kid who's like number 24, 25 on the list. You know, because he's got a fucking, he's been impressing at training. and There's a lot of kids mm. like that. They're not in the starting side, but they're like 19, 20, 21, 22. They fucking can't wait. Yeah. yeah. And that's the only time they're really going to impress because they're going to go back down to reserve grade this week. And then they'll get that confidence of going back and going, fuck, I'm, I'm fucking that close. You know, I need to get into 17. So it's, it's important from that point. It's yeah. not important from vets. Yeah. You know, like they can just probably play in 20 minutes or whatever. Like it's up to those guys how much they want to play. I want to talk to you guys, Scope, you're still very much, you're not an old
0: head yet, you know what I mean? You're not an OG yet. You can still touch and feel your playing days, and you're still very much, I imagine, in the mindset of backing the young blokes, right? Mm, yeah. Willie, you're a bit different now. You're adjacent to a club, at least. I see you down there with your kid on at Belmore on Instagram and, and the like. But you also- I'm actually position- doing something. <laughs> you're, in, you're in the position where you can where you can wax lyrical, you know yep. what I mean? I think you're still scope. You'd still be quite sympathetic to the young man. I think Willie, you're allowed to tell him to pull their heads in. Yeah, hundred. And how do you do that when they are acting a goose, especially? Coming from Willie Mason, yeah, it would exactly. sound a lot like "Do as I say, not as I did." Well, that's what it is.
2: <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I can understand, and yeah. I can sympathise, and mm. I can relate to most mm. players who are doing some yeah. some funny shit. Like, because you want to, hit, like, everyone's like, "Oh, there's no characters in the game and all sorts shit." Like, there are. They're just like really su- suppressed. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. you know, like guys like Fox, and they're great guys. They in the club, Kickout and Pangolin and all these sort of blokes. I can only try and get at you if you're fucking up off the field. I'm yeah. like, I'll know what you're doing. Yeah without you knowing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I've yeah, fucking yeah. been around the game for a fair while. <laughs> the so eye you, in the sky. Yeah, you know what I mean? So I know what's going on and, and yeah. like I'm not one of these old players who's like not in touch with yeah. fucking anything that's going on in the yeah. world. Very in touch with a lot of things. Yeah. And especially with rugby league. Like, oh, he was doing this, this and this. I'm like, you'd rather me come to you and go, hey, stop whatever you're doing because yeah. I might get to the coach, I might get somewhere else where it becomes a problem. Yeah. So I'm that sort of, I want to be that sort of stopgap in yeah. between players and coaches where yeah, I'm like, yeah. and I can still coach you as well and be your mate and all that kind of shit. You know what I mean? But yeah. they respect me as a person, as a player and all that kind of stuff. But I care about the players. I yeah. honestly do. I like true hardly just go out there. I don't want to look after these players because I don't want to see them. I said, look, don't fuck up because you want to be like this, you know, bad boy, all this sort of shit. Just learn from all our mistakes. Yeah. The blueprint's there. You want to fuck up, you're out of the game. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like there's like there's there's ways. If you want to do X, Y, and Z, that's where you'll end up. Yeah. Unless you've got a fucking Greg Inglis sort of talent. yeah. yeah which yeah. I don't see. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so I'm, I'm I'm, pretty like passionate on how I mentor these kids. I don't sit there and go fucking bang. I'm a fucking angel. Yeah. No, I own what I do. I was never an idiot. You know what I mean? Like I used to just, things are just fun. Yeah. Life was fun. Football was fun. It wasn't as crazy as it is now. Social media wasn't there. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of shit that could just like you could be out having a beer on a Monday or Tuesday. No one gives a fuck. Yeah. Now people care. Even if you're in a pub, they're like they care. If you're in a pub, if you're a Bulldogs player, I mean, Penrith player, it's like amplified by thousands. I so mean, like, it's,
0: it's hard not to judge. I was, I was, out, I was out under the bridge and on the Howard Smith walls in Brisbane. December and I saw the Bronx after they'd finished preseason. And
2: you're like, "What are you doing?"
0: Well, they yeah. gave me plenty of reason to ask that, but <laughs> yeah. I actually thought of the Dogs at War when I watched yeah. these boys ripping in. I was
2: like, "Jesus <laughs> Christ!" Okay, you guys are biting like you just won a premiership. Yeah, shit. <laughs> and that's the thing. So people don't understand with with off season they do that six weeks before before Christmas, and it's like <laughs> most of these guys won't drink because mm. I used to talk to the young mm. players. Do you guys have a beer and everything like? No, no, no. Yeah. That's said, what gets what? them too. And so I'm close. like, and I'm like, why my beer fitness? But yeah. I'm like, <laughs> why? <laughs> and they're like I said are you scared of not performing in the next day they're like yeah I'm like fucking pussies what are you doing? <laughs> we used to pride ourselves on that we yeah. would like 10 or 15 players going out having a beer on a Monday Tuesday yeah. coming on it Wednesday out the next and day. just fucking rip it to shreds <laughs> wouldn't get but that's a different mindset yeah. right mm. and I'm, I'm not saying you guys need a beer and this and that yeah. but like sometimes a team to break the ice and to get people like talking to each other because yeah. the kids are quiet. So it is they're like very that. quiet. So I would have caught them on the one night you of You would have the caught them on months. the one night yeah, and then yeah, yeah. your judgment would have been, fuck you, if yeah, you're a Brisbane, I'm, if you're a I'm Brisbane fan. I'm doing that every No, night. but if you're a <laughs> Brisbane fan. I be a if couple of them. But if you're a Brisbane yeah. fan, you're yeah. like, why are you doing this? You yeah. guys fucked up last year. You yeah. get real passionate because you're fucking, in, you're emotionally invested in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But these kids are working so hard. They're training like three or four times a day. Five times a week, they'll probably get one time. And, and these kids do not go out. Nah. So you would have saw them on that last yeah, day, would have been it around Christmas mid-December, around Christmas. Yeah, yeah. That's their fucking team drink that they deserve. Yeah. But it's like maybe these days you probably can't even fucking have it.
0: Yeah. In
2: open like where yeah. people can no. see because the look and the image of the game, we don't they don't want that. <laughs> yeah. Because you get people like and I'm like, I get it. I'm yeah. like, fuck, the game's putting it's worth billions of dollars. You know, one fuck up. Millions of dollars worth of revenue and con- and, yeah. and sponsors, and yeah. that like, if you if you fuck up do anything wrong, you speak to somebody wrong, touch somebody wrong, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's fucking ridiculous now. So, I can, I can see it from the other yeah. side, yeah, yeah, because like, yeah. I'm like, I'm but you had way to less me. to do. Like, these kids have got video games, oh, no, no, we didn't have that much more to do, yeah, we didn't have Snapchat, Instagram, all this sort of shit where like they get that real dopamine hit, they all want to be liked and they all want to <laughs> impress everyone. <laughs> You We're like, a I don't give a shit. Yeah. and I never did anyway, so I'm still like this now. I don't really give a fuck about like people liking me or this and that, as long as my teammates, my friends, and all that sort of like yeah. me, love me for who I am. But they just want this manufactured bullshit likes, yeah. We, you know, we they're we, all on it's it's weird, it's a weird, it's a weird sort of place in society right now, especially as a rugby league player, because you've got to be this fucking savage young kid. You've got to have a mentality like I had back in the fucking early 2000s, but put it into today's young kid head, it's not a fucking good thing. (laughs) But you need to somehow put it in a little bit because it's rugby league and NRL. It's the toughest game in the world. So you can't have this like what, mentality well, I'm really worried about what this guy thinks or fucking Joe Blow on social media you can't you got to block all that sort of shit and out. you
0: were able to do that because you weren't looking at it all the never
2: time. Yeah. I wouldn't n- even know what a forum was Renny, <laughs> Renny Matui used to fucking look at forums all the time oh look at this like Bulldog's kennel they've still got their yeah, fucking thing oh look what the kennel said about it said, give a fuck about what the kennel said <laughs> I not care about what folks he said. Yeah, yeah. But that's all that would matter to me. <laughs> but love like, your Because Yeah, fuck, shout out to the kennel. Love you, brother. <laughs> I oh, <laughs> oh, love yeah, you, kennel. Yeah, but like, that's the thing. It's, it's a different hard, mentality. Yeah. So if you can, like, in, if you can, look, you probably read David Goggins and all that yeah, sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. It's like, fuck, if, like, if you can have that sort of mindset and put that in a modern day rugby league player who's 20 years old, yeah. but still, like, toe the line and be a good human and everything, like, you'll fucking dominate this game. Yeah. There is no one's going to fuck if you've got resilience and all this sort kind of shit and a hard, like, mindset. It's a mindset because you know, some of these young kids, they get dropped, fucking, oh, whole world's over. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God, never been dropped in my whole life. You know, you're getting told that you're not good enough because you're a gun schoolboy, and then you get told by me, mate, you mm. need to work on X, Y, and Z. What? <laughs> this is what you fucking need to work on. Like, yeah. I'm like, this is what you need. I'm trying to help your game. Yeah. And it's like you're, you're trying to take a shot at them. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, no, mate. Like, it's like if a coach come up to me and said, mate, so I need you to work this. Yeah, okay, yeah, no worries. I, yeah, I need to. Yeah. Why is he? Why would he pick a floor out that wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to pick on your kid. I'm yeah, trying yeah. to help your fucking game.
0: Well, Horat, you would have seen this. So, tell me the first time you kind of saw someone who could manage this new world because you were in the middle of it. Like, who was the most impressive when you were playing at being both the role model and also the brand conscious, also the fun guy that you wanted to be around as a mm. teammate, but also a beast. Was there much of that, or does everyone struggle with it?
3: Yeah, I think everyone struggles to some degree. Yeah. Like even people that are can't take like, all those boxes. Yeah, Cam yeah, Smith probably did it
2: the best. Yeah, yeah Cam right. Smith. If you look at like legacy leadership, yeah. how great he was as a player, captaincy, and he still loved yeah. a good time. Cam yeah, Smith. Yeah. But as we said, same as Billy, as the said, and same yeah. as Billy. Yeah. all the Melbourne boys, because they're in fucking Melbourne. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you, put, you, you put Melbourne <laughs> <Yeah>. in Brisbane <laughs> or <Precisely> Townsville, it's <laughs> fucking Melbourne. that legacy is different. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fucking swear to
3: God. No, I think the big, I think the biggest thing for for anyone, we're, and even circling back to the podcast and the reason we are yeah. the way we are. I think if you're in authentic to to yourself, yeah. so when we talk about stuff on the potty or whatever, for instance, like as an example for for what the players go through, we won't say anything on the potty that we wouldn't say in the locker room. Yeah, And, yeah. and I think if you if these younger players carry that, they've, you've got to have that mindset. Like you know, your actions have got to be determined. As a, if I fuck up or you do something outside of footy, you've got to be able to go back and look the boys in the eyes. There's right. a
2: bit of advice there as well, how we give it. You yeah. know,
3: like indirectly advice. I'm, I'm
2: trying to teach these kids and say some stuff. Like, it's some real shit.
3: Yeah.
2: As I said, some really We say sensitive. shit knowing
3: that problem- there could be – like, we've said stuff about plays before, i mean like – Probably not going to like that, yeah. and we've microed it up and put it out. And like I say that shit because I know if he sees that, he could potentially come back and say something to me. But that's how I felt, and that's what I'd say if I was in the locker room yeah. with him mm. or in a team meeting, for instance. So, yeah. and, if you, and if you're if you authentic in that, and the same thing if you're on the other end and you're a player now, with whatever you want to do, it's like me to us taking this new avenue. Yeah. If you're authentic in what you're doing, yeah. obviously there are fuck-ups, they're fuck-ups, fuck yeah. but mm. if you've got a vision or the brand that you're trying to create... Uh, for life after footy or, or try to create brand now just be authentic and, yeah. and, and own it and yeah. then like don't care about the likes don't care about yeah. people's tick of approval What yeah. like Mase is saying yeah. just if you love it you love it and then at the end of the day if people tend to flock towards that then you might have something
0: well you do have something you do have some, and it's yeah. obviously uh, people following you right around you know from football into what you're doing now
1: is that authenticity the key to being a good modern coach as yeah. well? Wayne Bennett's had it for so long, but those guys you spoke about before, Craig Fitzgibbon and the Sharks, Todd Payton and the Cowboys, is that the key to managing basically the new generation? kids coming through? Yeah. You can read straight they, through one of the
3: coaches and they're full of shit. Yeah. You can tell within six they're weeks not coaching Chris, anymore. You, you can get to Chrissy and go... Nah, he ain't it. Yeah. Like, fuck. They can have all the plays in the world. Yeah. And the you science, can have the best the roster data. in the world <laughs> and you just go. I've been in a couple, looked around, and I man, I fucking love our squad here, but yeah. fuck, yeah. he ain't it. Like yeah, So yeah. We, sometimes you can find a way and you can win a few games and that's even harder despite it. Like especially when you're winning games and you're going like, fuck, we're not getting the best yeah. possible uh, Yeah, and sometimes the you.
0: talent's just so – I mean, I look at Madge or something, whatever clubs he's been at after the at the Rabbitohs, he cops flack from players. But in the, that 2014, it was working for him. Mm. Yeah, it's a perfect
2: storm. Yeah. That that yep. was the perfect storm when yeah. they went when yeah. they went through. Yeah. Sam, he had real men. Yeah, he yeah. had men in his team. Yeah. Ben Tio, yeah, exactly. Lottie yeah. Tikiri some guys that were like primed and Johnny grown Sutton. up, grown yeah. ass yeah. men. Yeah. Where he Johnny went Sutton, went so, bully, so where, bully, where, where yeah. he yeah, bully, went, yeah, bully, yeah, bully. We had like proper guys, and then like, but men. Then he goes, then he goes to.
4: Yeah, Georgie was just a pop back But then he goes,
2: then he goes to Tigers. Totally different. Yeah. Different squad. Kids. Yeah. Kids. Yeah. kids yeah. Can't Same teach message. them. You yeah. cannot <laughs> coach them how you coach Sam Burgess and G.I. And that's what he probably thought he could do. I could have coached Sam Burgess. You know what I mean? Like it's GF. like you, you got to be careful with these coaches now. If you're not on point, just say with your crazy Fitzgibbons and Todd Paytons. They're all like similar similar ages men. Yeah. In their, in their mid-40s sort yeah. of thing, you know. So they understand people. That's the main thing. Yeah. If you understand people, the game isn't. That hard. It's mentally hard. You've got to be fit, everything like that. The X's and O's, yep. everybody has the same sort of moves. It's all about executing. Yeah, but it's yeah. all about getting those players on the same page. And like trusting, as I said, like to, it's trust. You've got to trust the coach. You've got to trust the process. You've got to trust what we're doing. We're not trying to make you perform bad. Mm. Everybody's under the pump. Coaches mm. are under the pump. Yep. Players are under the pump. It's a high pressure game. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like the coaches is a high pressure. It's a it's a high pressure sort of lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See some of these coaches, man. Like they're fucking under the pump every time they lose. Trent Barrett last year. <laughs> yeah. Never seen a bloke under the pump more. And yeah. he's the most relaxed dude I've ever seen. I love Baz. <laughs> after games, I'm like, fuck. Love you, Baz. <laughs> love you, Baz. Um, but like after games, he's like you just don't know yeah. what to do because you're not in control of that 80 minutes you can prepare these kids mm. as much as you can but it starts in the preseason. I find that with like most coaches like the Craig Fitzgibbons he's been in some great systems right You know, he's been in some good teams in the 2000s even in the late 90s with St. George and then he, he's been around Robbo for like 5 or 6 years and he's like he you know what? I could probably go out yeah. You know, it's got to be the perfect fit. Jason Rolls is around there, now. Matty King, Brett Morris. you got all these guys He's a like, real stay yeah. in the
0: squad, isn't he, old uh, Matty King?
2: Yeah, Kingy. But yeah. Kingy, Kingy might, you might, you only venture out if you're ready. Yeah. And it's the perfect, it's all yeah. sort to. of sto- yeah, storm. Yeah. Like these younger coaches, were around about my age, we're like, we're in. Like, yeah. we know what's going on. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm next to Surratt, I'm there every day. Yeah. I understand, but it's my first year. Of actually been there. Do I like it? Do I love it? Do I want to be a coach? Do I want this stress? Yeah. Do I like? Yeah, I do. I don't mind. I, I like it. Well, you like the, of the position fact you're that in I now. like, because yeah, exactly. See, yeah. I like the position I'm in now because yeah. I'm not as Wayne. Wayne Bennett always used to say after games, like, "Have a look at the assistant coaches. We're all fucking having a beer, having a good old best time. Guess who's got to fucking do the first. Who, guess who's got to do the press conference and cop all the shit because you guys fucked up. Yeah. Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, old assistant coach over there, sinking and <laughs> piss, having a good old laugh, waiting for you to Everyone's sink. Everyone's best friend. Waiting for you to sink, <laughs> so we can get your fucking job. <laughs> and like, and that's. And I'm not saying every assistant coach is like that, but there's no. Pressure on the on the assistants. Yeah, 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 The big dog's getting it all. The head yeah. coach. So you know tell, what I mean? so tell
0: me, like the the game has changed so much since the very early days that you were entering the system. Will you might have yep. been one of in, in, in plenty of squads. You might have been one of the only Tongan lads. You yeah. know what I mean? Five percent. Five percent. You know it's it's changed so much. And multiculturalism is a big part of coaching too. Yes. Wayne Bennett seems to have had yeah. this magic touch all oh, these yep. years. He's got kids from every corner of the planet or different kind of suburbs or communities. What was it like? You would have seen one of the first, uh, I guess, clubs where it was so important because, I mean, that Dogs of War was a league of nations, mm. you know? And yeah. You had blokes there who wouldn't drink, you know? You yeah. had blokes there practising Muslims. What did you see in, in in that club? Because the club was, you know, you were always a wild, yeah. but you also had this respect and consideration for culture and, and yeah. everything like that. It's
2: always been that culture club. Yeah. And it's always been the family club. Yeah. You know, they've obviously lost touch of that in the last sort of six or seven years. Mm. It's really coming back. We had a cultural day. Andrew Ryan ran it. Mm -hmm. It was one of the funnest things I've ever seen in my whole life. You know, like from the Indigenous to the Maoris to um, all islands, Cook Islands, Fiji, Samoa, Tonga, Lebanese, everybody was involved. The drums were playing, everybody, there's a smoke ceremony. Like, that's how important culture is to the club and I think in the whole NRL. As I said said before, like 5% was Indigenous and um, Polynesian in, you, two, in 2000. Started. It's 55% now. <laughs> and that's in NRL. That's crazy, you yeah. go back down, you go down to the younger age, Harold Matz, SG Ball, you're talking 70%. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're not in touch with cultural sort of systems now, cultural people, and you don't have people around there that are, You're gonna fail in coaching, yeah. Because these kids, these kids are from it. Like I'm half Tongan, you know what I mean, half Australian. I understand the culture Mm -hmm. and how important it is to the players. And if you don't understand that as a coach, you're gonna fail. And if you don't really embrace it, you're gonna fail. Yeah. Because as I said, they've got a lot of power in the clubs. It's not just all Australian dominated and all that kind of stuff. It's like it's very multicultural. Whether it be Maoris, Islanders, Indigenous, Lebanese, all that kind of stuff. The minority is Australian.
0: Yeah, and you've got well, you've also got these all these different kids have grown up with different disciplines and different yeah. kind of you know different uh, community. I remember and, I remember reading that in actually the Olsen Filipana book, how much he copped it because he had all these cultural differences when he came over and these yeah. coaches were running it like a fucking boot camp. Yeah, and, you know don't. Look at me when I'm yelling at you. Yeah, mm-hmm. People don't yeah.
2: understand. I like just say with indigenous. So I just say if you're a coach and you're yelling at indigenous or Polynesian players and they don't look at you in the eyes, yeah. because it's disrespectful. If yeah. you understand the cultural, like the cultural difference there, indigenous people don't look you in the eyes because it's rude and yeah. it's disrespectful. So they will look at the ground. Polynesians will look at the ground because if you look in the eyes, it's fucking confrontational shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you understand all these things that go with yeah, with indigenous with uh, with Polynesian players. You'll get along with people a you'll, lot better.
0: You'll get the best out of your. You'll players. get the best, and that's why yeah.
2: Wayne Bennett and, and yeah. Wayne Bennett has a whole different vibe. He actually cares about you, cares about your culture, cares about your mum, mm-hmm. your dad, your brothers, your sisters, everything like. That. They're the questions that I get asked yeah. before I even get talk talk yeah. about footy with Wayne. How's your mum? You know, How's your brother? All these sort of and genuine. Does, stuff. He, like, does he keep in touch? Yeah, we always. I yeah. mean, he got me into coaching. Yeah, right. Like he's like, you need to get back. He goes, "There's a spot there for you in this game." He goes, "You can't have this much." Like knowledge in your head, and love players so much, and care about the game to sit back and go, yeah, I'll just not put into the game, yeah. just give back into the game. Yeah, yeah. And I said, I'll just wait until it's the perfect sort of storm, yeah. and I always gravitated back towards the game, whether it be coaching, mentoring, stuff like that, and it sort of it, it worked because I know that I can put back in a lot and make a difference mm-hmm. at any club, but man, but it's perfect being back at the Bulldogs. Gus back there, different CEO, different board, everything like that. It's all. Perfect fit. Bobcat, Ogre's back there. Big Jammer, Graham's back there. Like, it's just, it's good. Shifty, Roy Asatasi, all these mm. guys that just feel familiar. Sonny Bill coming back. That's a really big... That's, huge. that's a really big mm. thing.
4: For, these him, kids for, grow him, up on for him, him to come them.
2: back to that club with the circumstances and even the way that I left, mm-hmm. the way that Sonny left, you think that you'd never set foot back in those doors again. Mm-hmm. And I thought that for years, years, and Sonny would have been thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. If I don't fucking feel welcome. Oh, you know what I mean? Like Then having me back there and Ogre back there and all these guys, he feels welcome. Yeah. Ciro as a coach, Gus there, come back. Come back, you know what I mean? Like, and you feel like you belong there. And mm-hmm. it's a fucking big thing for us. Yep. You know, like, and to anybody, it's always good to feel that you want it and you belong somewhere. Because a- along your whole career, like, you've I've played at a lot of clubs and everything, but it's the only club that I feel home at. Yeah. You know, I was there from 17 to 28. It's a long, it's like a fucking realise a yeah, Like there. I grew up there. Like I grew up there. I left the Toronto West, come down as a 17-year-old Toronto. kid. <laughs> oh <Old> Toronto West. <laughs> Shout out Toronto West. Love ya. Um, come from there. And I grew up in the Bulldog system. Mm-hmm. And I come through that system mm-hmm. and then played my at my peak in that system. So it's like, and was successful in that system. And that's the only system that I really know and I always reflect back to. And if you talk to a Sonny Bill like, the most fucking fun I had, he doesn't swear anymore. The most fun I had. <laughs> He doesn't swear, so trust yeah. me. Is is been back at the Bulldogs in two thousand three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. That's the most. Fun. This is a guy who's played the Roosters, the All Blacks, all over the South of France, everything. He Too always long. reflects back yep. to those days at the Dogs, that where we funny. were, and yeah. it was the most fun shit. And I can say that now, it was the most funnest time in my life as well. And we all have gravitated back towards this this club. What and would we be want to the make club a you, Scott?
0: What would be the club that you feel you're like? the most kind of um, I love Manly yeah, I love Manly. my time at
3: Manly yeah because it, it relates back the to GF. winning as well you yeah. know like yeah. he, he won a GF I was lucky enough to get there but I'd come from when I arrived they'd already won a couple of comps so they're yeah. just winners yeah. you know like I talk, we were talking about the coaching thing before like Tuz is a great fellow it's a bit like sort of what's going on we always revert back to this on our potty like it's a bit what's going on with Kevin Walters at the Bronx yeah Really good fella, might not technically be the best coach, but had a really good call there, had a good group of older boys that sort of just taught you how to win and then taught you how to have fun off the field yeah, as well. Yeah. So the red when, the you're couch, winning, yeah. when you're winning on and off the field, the <laughs> red, red Leather. leather. Red, 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 leather.
4: Leather. red, there red leather. leather. There you go. He <laughs> sort of ducks <laughs> out. I was like, <laughs> what are you doing? Get back <laughs> oh, here. Oh, you've been
3: at Red Leather, <laughs> <laughs> That's mad cred. That's yes. mad cred. Oh, <laughs> yeah. shout out to the Snake. Shout out Snakey the Prince. Um, some good times at Red, <laughs> <laughs> at red Leather. Some good I just times. had flashbacks right there. Yeah, I messaged Snakey one time too because doing the potty because Snaky they, they're from the old school those yeah, boys yeah, as I well like Snake. the Stewart brothers and even Chocky they don't do too many potties and, and I go look be good follow a, a few podcast. yarns here and there yeah I'd love to get them on yeah. um, I played because I played with obviously um Glenn and Brett and then me and Glenn become pretty close over our time at Catalans in 2016 mm. You know, you only hang out with you know the five or six Aussies and in, no, in France, time, and you don't mate. really have an opportunity to, which is good because you become really close with the boys. Even though I played with. Uh Glenn, a couple of years, but yeah, shout out to the red line. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's what I'm telling you. Like winning on and off the field, it was yeah. it was it was great times. Well, there, Well, you
0: boys, you and Rennie used to say it was the siege mentality in the dogs. Yeah. It was the win, you know, it was play like, hard, work hard, fucking yeah. win. Yeah. It was
2: like the system I come through. You work hard, play hard, train hard, everything at its maximum. You red line and everything. What did they do for
0: you? Was there was there some sort of? I just want to talk because I. I Look at that as a real, there's a before and after. Manly mm. have the same thing. Mm. But the, with that 2004 season, there's a before and after in rugby league. The before was a bunch of slobs who never got haircuts. That's a, this is NRL wide, right? Mm. You guys come through, there's this sexy thing going on. Sonny Bill know. and Rennie. Yeah. 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 My, <laughs> Hawk Mullet. my Hawk Muller. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. yeah the, 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 Carmichael, my pioneer <laughs> Yeah, yeah guys, no, I think
2: SBW and, and, and Ren, man, yeah. I'm telling you, like before games, like those two. <laughs> Like would be like I didn't. I had an afro, so I didn't really give a shit. And even, <laughs> and there wasn't barbers back then where they could give me a fade or anything yeah. like. So I'd just like rock this real shit hair if it wasn't an afro. But those guys had like sort of straight hair where you could like. Like, You could do that, whatever they had going it was a sort of mohawk mulody <laughs> sort of thing. Like, was it round one against
3: Parry you played? Played like against Parry yeah, and, Sonny... and broke it out. I remember I went fucking that weekend and went, Give me whatever Sunny Bill went, Randy. Yeah. I want to get that mohawk mullet. Didn't yeah. look anything like him. Yeah, yeah
2: SBW, SBW was like, He's he changed a lot of things. Yeah, dude. yeah, that one sort of game where everyone was sort of hyping up Sunny. We all knew who SBW was coming through the ranks, but then like. The hype was real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a joke. Like, I saw him play in, in pre-seasons and stuff. like We used to go at it at each other. You know what I mean? Like He was an 18-year-old kid. I was only like 23, 24. But like, we used to go at it. Like The sessions were crazy. And then it just sort of solidified everything when we play against Parramatta Round 1. And just fucking puts on that—it's
0: ridiculous. People, yeah. You know what I mean? Like he was
2: playing right side centre. The kid wasn't a centre; yeah. he was a back rower. But
0: uh, like, it's, but what was the, did the, what did they do for you in in Belmore in Bankston? Like, did they did you hear like drums for a week when you fucking brought that home? Or
2: yeah, that was crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> Even trying to get to like drive into Belmore because we caught the bus in Belmore Grand Final day. To try and like, you got off at of Kingsgrove Road. It was packed all the way from Belmore, all the way down up Belmore Road, and you couldn't go. And we, they had to like, I would to beep and fucking move out of the way. I have got to get to the bus, and everyone had that problem. Then they like, it was like the Red Sea just all parted, and then the drums were playing. Everything. This is like three o'clock in the other. This is not. This is not late compared to after the game, and then back at Belmore, and how ridiculous it was. Like I got lifted off the bus all the way into the lease club. (laughs) Everyone did, it was packed. We had a double decker bus, we were up to some crazy shit on that bus, it was mental. And we we're on top of that, and Ren was there, Sunny. Like we had just the maddest crew, and it was just we didn't care because like we didn't care if we we're going to get the lease up or not. Didn't matter. We had bottles of champagne. We had everything sorted. We're like, take your time. But it was uh, it was another level. Like I can still remember that shit now, like it was yesterday. They just went mad. Like in the whole, it was like 20,000 in the lease yeah, club. Yeah, crazy, yeah. man. So I'm saying, like when that team, these players don't understand that. Like this is the bulldog supporters have been hiding in a cave.
0: Yeah. They've yeah, fucking got yeah. their oh. little
2: flag out mm, a yeah. little bit, but they're not showing it. Yeah. Not like Para, not like Penrith. They're all fucking in the open. Mm, Those mm, blokes, mm. we've been hiding. I'm like, you fucking win five games in a row, mm. she's all over. They're coming. we fucking. It. They are waiting. The drum, as I said, you said the drums are just really, <laughs> dum, 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 <laughs> just real slow, real fucking light. And once it starts going, I said, you fuckers don't know. You can hear it I in the. Like, yeah, it's, it's like Lord of the Rings. Too. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's like so you just hear it in the background. So you win some fucking games, you boys. And we, like at the end of the year, or just saying, like I said, they'll be out. It'll be we <laughs> like average like thirty-four thousand for for like our average from two thousand four, two and six, seven, like no, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Thirty-four thousand. You know what I mean? That's like, like packing out fucking Bank West every game.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That
2: was like now it only sucked because we we're at Homebush. It looked like <laughs> fucking no one was there. Yeah. But it was like thirty-four thousand. Then we get a good game, be like fifty. Be the yeah. re- against the roosters and shit. So like they're there. They just they haven't got the balls to show their face.
4: Yeah.
2: And they're fucking starting to show up at training now, mm. all off one trial. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they hear the news of Ciro's coming. Like I tell these players that you don't understand these fans are the most fucking craziest, <laughs> best fans to have in the whole of sports in Australia. <laughs> it's fucking mental. They're just they're because just different.
4: But Paris
3: Bulldogs are killing it. South is another important club. Yeah, the Bulldogs place. need to be going if, good for if, the NRL if, to go good. You know, you need a couple of those big dog teams to be going Foundations, well. Foundation Penrith, yeah. like Penrith, Penrith and Parra are doing their job, aren't yeah.
2: they? Like Cronulla's doing their job. You know, like no one really cares. Like St George is always St George. He's yeah. got a good supporter base. No but one like, no
0: one outside of Sydney and a lot of people yeah, in Sydney know. know
2: where St George is. No, no one gives a shit. <laughs> but the dogs, Colgra. everyone yeah. fucking knows the Bulldogs. Yeah. The history's it's 1935 this mm. club was in. Yeah. They won like eight premierships. Yeah, it's a fucking yeah. story club. It's a blue chip club. Yeah. You're not supposed to come last. You're not supposed to be in the bottom four mm. for more than a fucking year or two.
4: Mm. You yeah. know
2: what I mean? Unless you get... Your point's taken off you in 2002.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: we weren't even over the cap. God damn, yeah, only six mil. Get over
4: climb
0: it. On. <laughs> Get over it. Anyway, it's, a great, it's been great to hear all this analysis, guys, and I look forward to much more of it with the Levels Podcast, Levels Network. We'll put it in the show notes. We'll put it on IG. Tune in. These guys, everything you heard today, these guys can go tenfold on that each episode. So uh, all the best, boys. Thanks for having us, boys. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.
3: Appreciate you. Cheers.